Welcome to Hellas Footy Podcast, episode 33. I'm your host, George. Let's get started. Greg, how are you? Good, George. I can't wait to talk about the ethnic Beautiful, beautiful. Steve? Yeah, I'm also very excited to talk about uh, Greece. Uh, we can we can leave Cyprus out, though. Yeah, <laughs> you poor bastard. Yes. Oh, Got dear me. Bank. Dear, dear. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move from that one. Nico? Yeah, excited to be on. Uh, two decent ethnic showings in the last episode for the season. Yeah, that's it. And that is that is true on both parts here. All right, um, we'll get started. Uh, first thing with the Belgium game. So it was a one-all draw in that match. Um the lineup uh, that we put out there, um, Vlachodimos was in goal, Savela and Papadopoulos uh, were our centre backs, Andrutos and Tsimikas uh, were our starting left and right backs, Bukalakis, Galanopoulos, Bacasetas in the middle, uh, Masuras and Yanulis was on the left, um, and Pavlidis up front on his own there. Now, we started off that match um, with a goal to Thorgan Hazard. Went down half half time. It was one nil, and in the second half, Savela um, pulled one back. Um, Papadopoulos with the with the with the header there, which hit the post and um, fell into the lap of uh, Savelara, who put it away. Then the game kind of meeked out there. So we'll start with Greg. How did you see this one, mate? Uh, it was uh, it was a decent game to watch. Um, uh, we should have actually gotten off the score uh, off on the scoreboard from the second minute because um, uh, Belgium gifted a pass to Masuras who was through one on one with Mignolet, and um, unfortunately he he placed the he shot right at the keeper. Um, but um, after that, we were we were quite good. Um, I think I've gotta say our defense, Savelas and Papadopoulos, uh, especially just. Uh, outstanding, uh, you know, they had Lukaku, Doku and Carrasco to, to, to deal with, same with Andruzos and Simikas, mm-hmm. and they all did a fine job um, I thought uh, Masuras did an incredible job in attack, really holding up the ball um, you know, the the most uh, I think criticised player in the last 12 months is um, Tasos Bacasetas and uh, this was another game where we saw um, how much he hurts us in, on counterattacks and in attack in general. But this is a perfect game where we worked off the counterattack and um, many counterattacks ended with um, uh, either having no option up front or no, or, or, or Bacasetas getting the ball, going for the sideway pass or the backwards pass. And time and time again, we'd see uh, the ball back to Papadopoulos or Zavellas. We'd have to start again. And we'll have to, we'll, we'll touch base on uh, Bacasetas because you wrote a blog about that as well. Um, we'll just quickly go to uh, Nico. How did you how did you cop that? How did you see that match, mate? I was very happy with it, considering how I felt about it uh, pre-game. Like there, I know they rotated their side, but you know they got a major tournament to prepare for, and we're in we're in holiday mode. Basically. They had a good side so, out there. I mean, they they did Lukaku. Yeah. yeah. Greg touched on it. The centre back performances, like I've given him so much shit, but Zavella, so what a turnaround! It, it, He's got to be one of the first names picked. Yeah, I mean, I said this um, during the week uh, leading up to the matches that have we been hoodwinked uh, to to you know like Tavella being in the squad simply because a lot of the players have been um, he's done well taken out. well that's I, the I thing that I'm g- no I mean I bagged him so much I mean I'm the same with you like he, he's come in and whether we like it or not you know I can I, I'd comfortably say most fans have been impressed with his performances I have um, absolutely you know he, he came in on different circumstances um, but he's taken his opportunity there so we can't really you can't fault the guy for it. he hasn't come in and, and done a, a poor job or anything like that overall though they did the whole like backline did a job defensively on him we re, very minimal clear cut chances for them mm, yeah. and we took ours I mean, as Greg said we should have been up early but um, yeah we took our big chance and we put it away it would have been good for Papadopoulos to score, but Zavellas was there. Well, that was a good thing that Zavellas was there as well, because generally there's always, you know, with the ethnic end, whenever we watch our team, always these golden balls just bounce somewhere yeah. and there's no one ever around there. Yeah. Um, so it's always good that, you know, a ball falls in the lap. And even when he hit it, I'm thinking, because it didn't wasn't a clean hit if you guys saw it. It didn't even look like he 
he hit it. I mean, he, he saw it coming, but it didn't look like a clean. It kind of looked yeah. like he went a bit higher than he should have um, off him. The header was clean. What a, what a header that well, was! The header, the header yeah. was the that was that the was the standard. Left. That was standard K pack. Yeah. Uh, put his head where he shouldn't. <laughs> what about the goal we conceded? I, I don't know if there's much we can do about that. They, they oh, well, we can. One. We can. There was a giveaway. Um, the giveaway. I've this, you know, schoolboy era. You don't just yeah. grab a ball in the sideline and just. Kick it to the middle of the field, yes, when no one's expecting that, it, which that, just gave Belgium that is, a, a team like Belgium. Come on, the, the giveaway. Other than the giveaway, though, the back line was was caught. There. Oh yeah, really no, good. back line can't fault them. And uh, they were fantastic. But in uh, any, in any, and we'll go to Steve in a moment here. But in any any type of level of football, uh, whether you're playing park football with your mates or whether it's professional football, like what you said there, Greg, you don't get a ball halfway and just flick kick it to the middle of the park without looking it, it makes no sense there um yeah he'll learn from that steve how did you see this mate i mean look belgium are ranked um first in the entire Number world in the yep. FIFA rankings yeah so in that respect it's a decent result um once again it showed what this ethnic side can do but also the limitations may be put on to us with certain players being in the team and it, that's always my frustration seeing the team perform in intervals really well but then thinking oh, like if, if only we had like two or three more players that weren't annexed from the team that we could just implement or players that don't start in um i would love to see that because it would i think we'd be even better i don't know if the um Yanulis Dimikas on the left worked entirely well but they did a decent enough job they they were more or less there to stop doku and that was a bit of a mixed Mixed bag because Doku destroyed them at times, but you know, I, I was really impressed with um, the team performance. Everyone to get a draw against Belgium, I it was interesting it. because you say that. And if you're going to play him on the left, I, I would have thought that you'd have Simikas in the midfield, and that's Yanulis, what I thought. Yeah, I yeah. thought Simikas on the left wing, and then Janulis at, at left maybe, mid. The only yeah. thing I can think of is maybe he's got a bigger engine and he can he can do more better overlapping runs on. I don't know. Yeah, I was just it was it was intriguing that he played. I'm happy that he played them both because they're both stars in their own right. It's but worth I, a go. It's worth an experiment. And let, let's be honest. I, I I don't want to be a pessimist, but even if it worked to a T, I don't know if he'd use it again anyway because it's so hard to tell what um, JVS is going to take out of these friendlies and actually use because of the vast majority of the time in when we've actually played competitive fixtures, he's not taken the positives from friendlies and implemented them into our into our like into a, the team when we're playing in the qualifiers for anything so mm. yeah we'll, we'll have to see interesting. Now, i think that could work for spain when we play spain in greece um having having both, both on the on, same side yeah I'd ha- I'd, 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 i think it worked i see no reason why we, we would change from that to be honest it was a perfect yeah. opportunity against you know now belgium yeah okay it's a friendly match how they took it i thought they took it in a competitive way they didn't take their foot off the gas in any type of spirit there so i thought it worked and it, it's worth you play your best players and and they're capable of playing um together on that left hand side so why wouldn't you yeah very very similar though to that spain game wasn't it back in march where we fell behind and we came from behind against one of the big guns in yeah Wilson. And and it goes and, and it goes to that like and and it's always a chatter. We always do well against the better nations. Um, is it because they take us for granted? Is it because we step up? I think because it's it's a bit of everything you said, but the onus isn't really on us to attack, and that suits us. Yes, well, that's right. The onus is always on the on the opposition team to attack, especially when you're Belgium and Spain when they're thinking they're going to put three, four past us, and then we can play. We've always played that nice, compact, tight, tight game and hit them on the counter. Um, Greg, now uh, post match, you um, ripped out a blog out of nowhere, and then you hit you hit, you hit me with it um, in the middle of the day, which was fantastic. Um, about uh, the coach to make the change with regards to um, Bacasetas. Now, uh, if people haven't read the blog um, or haven't seen it, it's on our uh, it's on our social media pages, and we'll retweet it again. But Greg, what are you thinking? Um, what's your thought process in all of this? My thought process was watching the game. There was two things that I think um, we really need to work on. 
one of them is our passing in general. It's really, there was times against Belgium and sometimes we started in the Norway game, but especially against Belgium where we kept just passing the ball with, with uh, turnovers, just constant turnovers against uh, a team like Belgium. And I was, there was times when, you know, they created the chances simply because we gave the position back to them really cheaply. But my biggest thing was watching us have room to attack, going, you know, seeing Masuras and Timikas and Andruzos doing great jobs getting down the, the, the sidelines, passing it to Bacacetas in the middle, and then just constantly the attack would finish. He'd pass it back, he'd pass it sideways again to Galanopoulos or Bukalakis. The attack would lose complete momentum. Belgium would go back into position. They'd be able to set up their teams. And then that whole attacking momentum's gone, and we have to start back from the start. That would more often than not lead to Papadopoulos or Tavellas having to do a long ball to find someone in space. Um, and, you know, we saw what happened against Georgia. We saw what happened against Spain uh, with when Bacaceta started both games. Our attack was, was really, really poor. We, we had Georgia attacking us most of the game. And it, I just was thinking ahead to the games with Sweden and Kosovo, games that we need to get results in. This is why we struggle so much with Bacacetas because um, he's, a, he's, he's a slow player. He's, he's, his vision is not fantastic. And we can't afford to keep doing great, get on the front foot. We're doing these great moves. Like the guys are really getting on the front foot going forward. And we're constantly losing momentum because there's sideways passes and back, back passes from Bacacetas because he hasn't got the vision of a Fortunis, of a, well, let's face it now, Mandalos um, and Pelkas or Masuras. Masuras had to do a lot of the work that Bacacetas had to do against Belgium. So my thought process is we can't have this. If we're going to get to the World Cup, we can't have a guy who's going to constantly kill our attacks when we need to score. Our finishing is poor enough as it is, as it has been yeah. for so many years now. So when we make chances, we have to take, we have to try and, well, we've got to create more chances than we're currently doing because we've got to, I don't know what our finishing ratio is, but it can't be great. Um, we, we can't have the luxury anymore of Bacacetas if we want to make the World Cup and we have to get results against Sweden do, and Kosovo. Do you think, um, do you think he does a lot of work off the ball positionally? How do you say Not really. that? How do, really. see, how, do see, how do you see? How do you see him that way? So I'm just trying to I'm trying to play the devil's advocate here with regards yeah. to the, the um the thinking there because I agree with you there. He's uh he's a he's a, he's he's essentially the new Tavellas, <laughs> um in a sense where you know he's copping at left right and center. But I think rightly so because we're trying to build something here and and a lot of the plays are getting a lot of the plays are getting broken down. Um, yeah. Through him. Um, so what do you think? I mean, you've seen him play a lot more than most of us here. Being um, he played for your club as well. What are the yeah. benefits he's obviously bringing to the team? His benefit can... is he's got a he's got a good shot on him. But um, you know, even in the games against Norway and Belgium, and Belgium, there was a couple of times there when he had the ball and it was you know, mate, take a shot or try to kill a pass instead of playing it backwards. Uh, and he kept playing it backwards. Uh, his other thing is he's. Uh, he can connect a header and he can he can produce a good free kick or two. Um, that's generally his, yep. his shot is generally his his um his, and uh, stuff, his bread and butter stuff. And yeah. his biggest uh, asset is playing right behind the striker. Whereas um, JVS plays him in a real attacking midfield position, which is really finding him out because he's 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 not a fast player. And there's a lot of times when he's moving around and he, he can't simply get back to that center center midfield position like a Pelkas can or a Mandalos can or even a Masuras because he's, uh, can get he's, into that position. Now, playing him behind the striker, and we'll get to you seeing the sex, Steve, as well. Now, <clears throat> pardon me, you say when his biggest asset is to always be his best position, positional place to be playing behind the striker. Now, is that a striker in the, uh, like a Pavlidis type striker or a Yakumakis type striker? Yakumakis type. Um, Yakumakis style. And that was his strength at Panionios. But when he came to Ayek, we even we played him on the wing a lot, which was, again, a, not a great um, result out of that when he ended up getting sold to Turkey. Um, but it also came down, when he was at Ayek, we had a lot of uh, conversations with oppos opposition fans saying, when you see Bakasetas in the lineup, do you actually, you know, do you is there a fear there? Do you find him threatening? And I can tell you, nine out of ten times, the answer was no. So, um, that says a lot, but I was pretty nervous when the Norway game, Norway game, Norway game came along because JVS did exactly what I did in my what I said in my post. Um, and in the first five minutes, I was a little worried because we looked a little bit out of shape. But after that, we saw what I was talking about: yeah. faster players, bigger, uh, more and vision. We'll, more we'll get to that game in a second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Steve, Ella. 
No, I, I was just going to say, I was going to jump on what Greg was saying. It does, I, I don't mean, I don't want to scapegoat, like I said, that's for everything, because he's not the blame for everything that's maybe not quite nah, working with, with Greece right now, but but the, but it does speak volumes whenever he starts and then comes off and the team's performance improves, or when against Norway, when we were playing really well and he came on and then the team kind of started to slack a bit. It, it does kind of speak, that does kind of shout out to me that, he he just really really hurts our, our our style of play at times, and it's that's another frustrating thing I have. But, you know, I guess I've I've said before, like I guess if his form is the justification, like for his club to be called up for the ethnic game, sure, and he's also captain. But it's just frustrating to see him in that in that lineup every time. You know, well, what's he what's lineup. he doing? I mean, I doubt any of you guys watch his club team play, but what's he doing in club level? To that's what I was going to say, George. If there's any fans out there that watch him at uh, Transsport, I can give us some info on what he does that works might work particularly well there. Would love to hear it. They rave on about scoring. him and he, and he consistently scores. is a second striker. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, but what type of like yeah, what what does he play? What type of position does he play? Is he is he a deep lying? Is he up high? Is he a second striker? Is he a striker? Like well, he was he played a bit of um, centre forward back in the day as well for club for for his club. So he just yeah, he's an interesting case because um, he doesn't look like he's got the technical ability of a um, of a Fortunis. He's probably got a different type of. He's a completely different player, to be quite honest to him. But it's interesting because the style of play that we that JVS is trying to bring into the club, into the clubs, or into the into the national team, it's Fortunis to a T, I think personally. Yes. Anyway, yes. So, um, but yeah, he's you know, well, he's he's you know, according to reports, he's he's. You know, had a, had a child, so he's all, he was away for these these matches. So, um, all the power to him for that. And I hope he's having a lovely time with his family. But um, so um, with uh, with Baka Setas, um in terms of his stats this season for Trabzonspor, he scored thirteen assisted, four in thirty eight games, and he seems to be deployed. It says on transfer market it's mostly a, as a, an attacking mid, but I imagine. That position is more like okay. more like a second striker behind a forward. I, See, I there's there's a thing. How, assisted four times. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, four times. Well, so he's not scoring for us in the ethnic year, other other than being the first penalty taker. Four assists. He scored. So he's basically he's, he's had a fine run of uh, goal scoring in it for his club. Um, there, so I mean, Nico, what do you think? Like, what, what's your thought process in um, in in him, and and what why he's getting a run? He's stealing a spot in the side. Um, the only thing I can really think of is he's one of the. I mean, it's crazy to say, but he's one of the more senior players now. That so many older players have been moved on, and he's there for his leadership. Yeah. But I mean, Zavellas is experienced. Papadopoulos is experienced. Oh, yeah. Is he the exactly. new? Um, I mean, is the new he, Alexandros Jolis? That's what yeah. he is. We need a full guy, and he's the one. <laughs> Listen, there's every, look. We should. It's it's not That's about being a full guy. It's how we are. I know, but it shouldn't but, be about that. But it it's should, justified. It is justified. He's justified because, as you no, say, I'm saying, I'm saying we're justified as fans. No, well, that's right. No, that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah, it is justified because he's not. It, it's almost to me. I sometimes think about it is that. Um, like Stuffy Lidis when Van Chip started playing him and he, he only stopped playing him because he, he's injured. I think this guy just uh, kept kept going and going. He's captain both. He's captain Stuffy Lidis as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Stuffy Lidis isn't in the team basically because he's injured. So, um, whereas this guy just... And that was arguably worse because Stuffy Lidis wasn't even playing for his club. At least with Bacasetas, he's playing consistently for the club. Look, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, the renaissance of uh, Kiriakos Papadopoulos, boys. Nico? Yeah, love it, love it. It's beautiful. He's an all-action wow. type of player. Um I'm just happy for him. Like, I know he left my club, Olympiakos, in acrimonious circumstances. Oh, now when you 
almost a decade ago, whatever it was. Um, but I always liked him as a player, and I'm happy that he's, um, you know, he's playing for a club in Croatia. I think it's in the club's in Zagreb. Yeah. It's a nice city. It's a small club, so I think they're just happy surviving in the league. Um, he should stay there in the off, stay there for the next well, season. Well, yeah, like. Now Play, you've got the, the rumours are coming out that he wanted that Barker sniffing again. I think that rumour's been around for the last five years. Uh, Greg, uh, what would you what would you like to see uh, KPAP do, considering his uh, his career? Um, uh, at the very least, come back to Greece. Uh, I think he's, he's better off in Greece than Croatia. Um, I think if he was to come back to Greece, he'd probably end up, if he has a season at Balk, for example, he'd probably end up getting transferred. Um, Again, back somewhere to to Exoterico, somewhere a little higher. Um, but he's you know back in really good form. Um, I'm curious to see where his partner Tavella ends up because if he ends up at A, I'm one of the few A people that is happy to say happy to see him there. Um, but for Papadopoulos, I think come back to Greece if you're not going to get another offer. Zavellas is linked with Panathinaikos. He's linked you with too, both. Huh? Of, he's linked with both of you. So Would you take him, Nico? Would you take Zavellas? <laughs> Yes, he said. <laughs> oh, look, we got you. Got to give the guy credit. Like he's done well. He's doing well. He, he will always. Yeah. He wouldn't be the dominant centre back. I mean, the Schenkerville, but yeah, you'd have a nice partnership, Schenkerville, uh, Tavella, and um, and uh, what's his name, uh, Kudbelis. That'd be a the nice way thing. the state we're in Vegas can't be choosing. Uh, yeah. Either, so. Oh, look, if we go just to quickly go back to KPAP, I, I'd read, I hope he stays in Croatia, to be quite honest. Um, he doesn't need uh, the dramas that um, will come with, uh, with bulk um, invariably with that club, um, what that they've had over the last 12 months. And um I mean, it, it's not Dynamo Zagreb. He's, he's under the no, radar. No, no, he's, he's, he's playing for NK yeah. Lokomotiva that, or something. I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just stay there, keep your head down, and make up for lost time in the blue yeah. and white of the ethnic. Yeah. He's got his money. Um, I just think that it's just. And I'm not saying finish your career there. I just think, look, he's only really played. He's only been back for the last six, eight months. So I just think, just do another season there. Get get some more runs in your body. And have a feel. I mean, Greece will always be waiting for you. But look, that Balk room has been around forever. And um, uh, what's the Balk's coach's name that's just gone back there again? Um, the the, the uh, yeah. He never wa- He always kept saying, no, I don't want him back in the day. Every so, off-season from when we started running the account. And yes. Like football or Twitter. Yes. And, and, and we, we have people that know him um, that have told us uh, that, you know, he's all, he, he'd like to go back there, but it's just a matter of the club was never serious. But now that he's injury free, who knows, but we'll see. Um, boys, man of the match, who do you reckon um, for that match? Greg, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh... Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give credit to uh, Vlaco Dimos because he made um, a couple of saves that uh, saves, yep. could have had us lose that game. So, um, uh, Vlaco Dimos just over Zavellas. Yep. Nico? Yeah, that was the, well, the, I had three in mind. Greg said Vlaco Dimos. I was going to say Zavellas. Yep. Stephen? I'm going to go by Stolibiagos and say Yorgos Masuras. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did, yeah. I, I, I'd actually said Masuras on uh, some Greek soccer forums as men of the match. So I forgot it there. He's a, for me, he's, he's worthy of definitely up there. I thought it was, yeah, uh, you can, you can, you know, you could, I couldn't separate um, Savela and Masuras. Um, strong, strong, um, strong vote as well for um, Vlako Dimos. I thought he was immense in goal there. Um, he's looking better. He's looking refreshed as well. So maybe that the stint um, on the sidelines at Benfica has um, rejuvenated him, even though he, he got a bit shafted at the club. So hopefully he can find a move to, to better his career there. So look, post-match, I think everyone was quite happy with the one or draw, uh, considering everyone, you know, people were saying, we're going to get smacked, we're going to get this. How about that stupid post that um, one of those uh, sites put up where Tavella was uh, face-to-face with uh, Lukaku and they're like, oh, you don't mess with this guy. And I'm thinking... 
It was just that dumb. I know who's available. That, exactly. That's not the first yes. time. That's that not the I first know the guy that was standing that. to the right of him, K-Pap. Yeah. I think K-Pap is like this dynamo that will just destroy everyone. <laughs> If if the uh, she did loves trouble as well. He, he does. They both love trouble. For they they. You both... remember what he did to Dre's Murden back in yeah. 2017? He was at him all game. Yeah. No. Which was the other game? There was another game where he just he. No, it was that game, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. He got a history against. Belgium. Yeah. Yeah, bravo. Yeah, look, you always need guys like him as well just to stir the pot and just get people, uh, you know, hopefully sent off there. So, all right. So yeah. So look, good result. We moved on. Um, we were wondering how we're going to face up against um, Norway in that match there. So the lineup was completely different. Um, we started with Tavela, um, Mavropanos, and Papadopoulos at the back there with Andruzos and Simikas either side of them. Uh, a midfield of Buchalakis, Galanopoulos, Mantalos with um, Masuras and Pelkas kind of like, it was like this, yeah, it was like a five, it was a five, three, two formation. So no real out and out striker there, but just um, trying to cram it a little bit there. We actually got the uh, goals nice and early there. Masuras opened up the scoring in the 13th minute and uh, in the 21st minute, Andruzos um, doubled our lead, went into half time with a 2-0 lead, and Stefan Strandberg uh, pulled one back for them in the 64th minute, but that's how the game ended. Uh, Greg, we'll start again with you. How did you see this one, mate? Uh, look, it was uh, a very pleasant first half. Um, like I said before, I saw the, um, there was no Bacasetas, and he inserted Mandalos, Belkas, and Masuras together, which is what I'd written in my blog. So I was very curious to see if what my idea they're reading, sure your a lot blog, of other people, they're reading your blog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a lot of other people uh, were hoping to see eventuates, and we saw that. Um, and we saw, you know, fantastic uh, combination work, bet- especially between Belkas and Masuras. And we saw the speed of Masuras at the top really cause him a lot of trouble. I've got to give credit to Belkas. He looked, he, he, the, probably the two, his 10 minutes against Belgium and the game he had against Norway, where um, his two better matches for the ethnic year. He, he was a player who I saw in the early days in the ethnic year, and I thought, okay, this guy could be something. Um, that, that's that's been followed by years of mediocrity on the in the Greek national team, just coming on and just being a bit of a dud. Um, but he he stepped up in these two games and he put an incredible pass through to Masuras to open the scoring and was constantly running up and down in that first half, uh, linking up with Mandalos, Masuras, Timikas, Andrutos, the works, and Galanopoulos as well. Um, so that was great to see. I thought Andrutos really you know, cemented his his right back spot in this game. He had some excellent touches. He was getting past players. He was running up and down uh, that field. And he got rewarded with a nice goal uh, from the Timikas um, assist, which is great. Uh, Bukalakis and Galanopoulos especially probably looked a bit more comfortable in this game than he did against Belgium. And he's up and down running again. Shows what, you know, something we've been missing in that position, that deep line position is that player that can go forward. And yeah. Galanopoulos was able to produce that. So that was good. Um, we saw Mavropanos compliment Savelas and Papadopoulos in the middle really well. Um, and, uh, you know, again, besides some poor passing here and there, uh, it was a brilliant first half. I just, I don't know what happened in the second half. We just came out, you know, maybe because we were 2-0 up. We did uh, a grace. We came out. We Greece did a grace. Did a grace. did a grace. Was the complete opposite of the first half. And it was a little bit disappointing to end um, the two, you know, two good results uh, with a 45, you know, pretty painful 45 minutes to watch as we hang on to, to hold on to that lead. Yeah. Nico? Yeah, I, like you said, I didn't really know what to expect in this game, and especially because there was no out-and-out natural striker on the pitch. That scared but, me, sorry. Yeah, go on. Yeah. But I took I took a, re- a lot out of this game, especially the fact that he played with three centre-backs, and <laughs> they did a job on one of the most lethal strikers in the world right now. And everyone before the game was like, Haaland's going to destroy you. Everyone's like, he's going to score five goals. He's going to just absolutely pocket the whole team. And so what I'm thinking, yeah. So what I'm thinking is that would be how I would approach the Sweden game in September. Yeah. Okay. With that, with that formation, with that formation, especially in the attacking in the final third with Mm -hmm. the defenders. Okay. The same, especially the center backs, the same three, because I thought they all did a good job. Yep. But I, was, I actually bumped into Greg earlier today and I said to him, when was the last time? I, I honestly can't remember 
the last time an ethnic Gibb player pulled off an assist like that, that first goal, that pass yeah. by Belkas, I, honestly, what an assist. What a yeah. pass. It was a, it was it's a, a page out of a Vasilis Tsartas book. What a pass. And good finish, too. <laughs> what a, what a blast from, from the past. <laughs> uh, Steve, how did you see this one, mate? Yeah, game of two halves. We we were we were almost excellent in the first half. I couldn't I couldn't fault our performance in the first forty five minutes. But like as we've been all raving, Belgas pass, man. I was with you, George. Like I I looked at that lineup and I thought, why are we? Where's the striker? <laughs> but turns out we didn't need one because Masuras was a tank, and then Belgas was great. Even though he was playing as a second striker next to me, he was kind of almost more of as a roaming attacking mid, just playing passes and. Yeah, I w- it was so it was yeah. exciting. The the wing backs as well, Dimikas and Andrutsos up and down the wings as well. Like, yeah, playing playing really wing impressive. back roles as well, seeing how and they Andrutso went. scored. Yeah. Andrutso scored. Yeah. Dimikas assisted him. A great goal. Just on that goal, when was the last time we saw a Greek right back in that position in the penalty box? Probably Torresidis in open play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thought of back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, it was it was a good go. I thought the first half was good. The only thing disappointing, and I, I, I'm not having a crack at um, Solis here. I just thought the defending for their goal was pretty poor. Like, uh, and yeah. I mean, I was talking to Elaine, and he's like, "Oh, you can't really blame Solis because he's, you know, 15, 16 centimeters shorter than him." And I'm like, "Yeah, look, it's not about the height and whether the player was be able, be able to out jump the guy, but it was just positional play, like." He he basically had a free header there and he took it. Um, yeah, and that it was could be a team thing though. That you was my worry, that. but like my my worry there is is we concede soft goals like that. Um, it, it, are we just getting ahead of ourselves as well at times? Um, I just look, I, and I'm sure the coaching staff would have looked at it. And it's not it, as I said, it's not a dig on Toilis, it's not a dig on anyone. It's just a dig on the team. And how do you how do you let um, a player just free in the back post there. It just, to me, it's just, it's one of those rookie errors that I hope that we always get stung with when the game's, you know, when we need it. So, um, Steve, Ella. Well, I think despite the poor second half, at least we held on for the win. And and it, we can take a lot of positives from this because these are, Norway are the, is one of the, those teams that, is around our level. I think they're 41st in the rankings. So they're only like nine or 10 rankings ahead of us. These are the kind of teams we need to be consistently beating. I know it was a friendly, but we need to get into the habit of being the teams around us if we want to try climb up the rankings again and also consistently qualify for stuff because these are the teams that we're falling short to, even the teams below us as well, like Kosovo. Like we need to start learning how to beat these teams. Even if it's ugly, we've got to do yes. it. You know? we, need, we need to be able to just do, be able to yeah. be beating the team. And this, is, this is what inspired my blog because we're not going to get these wins. We got this win because we had these fast, visionary type of players like Belkas and Masuras who were backed by Mandalos, who in my opinion can help the team attack a lot more fluently than Bacasetas. And like you said, Steve, I, I really hate that we have to pick on him, but it's now, this is, in the matter of a World Cup position, this is the time now we want to qualify. It's been since 2014 since we've qualified for a major tournament, mm-hmm. and I just, I just don't get how jo- John Van Ship and his and uh, and his team are doing such an amazing job in getting the team first of all to play some nice football, which not long ago seemed a long, you know, far away. Yet we keep making this simple mistake where we we're just putting an anchor out there that's that's holding us back, and this is going to cost us against the Kosovo's and the, and the Sweden's because we can't get a flow on happening because we need to create a few chances to, to, to finish off, ch- to get goals. So um, that's a critical part of the puzzle that I really hope the team uh, saw over these two weeks. I mean, we, we keep saying it. We hope that they see the obvious and that they react to them when the, when the games that matter come about, which is in September. Yeah, there wasn't much said post-match in either – there wasn't much said post match um, because you're not we're not you're not the only one we're we're not the only ones that are saying with that with regards to uh, to Buck and Seth. So it was interesting that I, I couldn't find much that was said besides your blog, Greg, um, that was put out there with regards to how the perception is of him and what he's trying to achieve and what he's trying to achieve with him as the uh, as the linchpin captain, essentially the spearhead of the team, number one, the number one, um, the first person on the team sheet. So it's- I did scan the Greek uh, websites and I couldn't find anything either. All I found was um, a few uh, 
comments, mostly about Zolis and um, what's happening in that space, which even I'm starting to just worry a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back at club level because he just seems a little rattled in the national stage at the moment. And he hasn't, you know, he, he got rested at bulk for the last few games. Um, so he needs to bounce back. I think were the fans turning on him as well a little bit? Uh, I know the bulk fans were the bulk turning fans, on him towards yeah. the end of the season, but it yeah. was more the... the the Greek media, the media. Sort of, um, the me- yeah, starting to say he you know, didn't offer too much. He didn't get a lot of game time, but um, he just he looks a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I think he's just there's so much. He's probably plays, you know, the, the I think the weight of expectation on him at the club at club level when things were going good, um, and probably saw the coach uh, that probably brought him up. You know, what was his name? Garcia was his coach pretty much from number 12s or something, you know. So he's probably seen this coach that just go through the whole system and then just get to the top job and just get destroyed alive um, in that top job to the point where he was let go as well. So that probably would have um, impacted him as well. Um, he's a good player, though. I'm sure he'll take the rest of the, year, the summer off and come back and we'll see how he goes at club level with, um, with their uh, championship winning coach back in place there. Um, I just hope they take that first half forward into September. Well, there's good parts that they can take from both. How they, yeah. how they approach yes, the September games. It's crazy when the shackles are off, what they're capable of. It's crazy when, when there's the, no pressure. When there's no pressure, yeah. Even the second half, as bad as it was, I ne- it was never really in doubt, never really in danger, honestly. Yeah. No. Unless you watched it on Optusport. Sorry? Oh, unless, what, unless the yeah. Aussie fans watch it on off the, the commentator. Yeah. I know what you're kept, referring to, yeah. Kev going on about a penalty given at the last minute. Because yeah. Timikas actually did handball, but I saw before the replay that he, they clearly gave a free, uh, sorry, uh, a goal kick. But the the commentator started carrying on about a penalty to Norway, um, which would have made things obviously too all. If they scored, even, so. we, we say this, we were talking about this off air before, even when you, you're supposed to have these uh, bipartisan commentators that just uh, should be neutral, it's yeah. always like it, they're always against you. Yeah, you always feel like because I was listening, yeah, it's listening what, to them on the yeah. other sports one. I'm thinking, are you going to give us any credit, or you're just going to keep uh, waxing lyrical about yeah. these other guys because his name's Martin Udegaard and, and he's played for Real Madrid and Arsenal and Lukaku's played for five different clubs and fa- forget that he's failed at all clubs. He obviously, he's kicked ass in at Inter this year, but forget that he's been, you know, didn't do much at. Manchester United, but you know everyone's going well, to. I had um, I had, I had English comment. I had English commentators on the oh, weird stream that I was using. Yeah. Well, do you know what? You know what, Nico? Whenever I watch Greece, they're surprisingly less biased than when I hear, hear them talk about Greek clubs. When it's Greek clubs in oh. Europe, they're always against them. But when it's a national team, depending on who they play, they're normally kind of neutral. So except, that was for, okay. except for 2004, when they think. We oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they 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 like to forget about that. But, you know, yeah. we, we won't let them forget. Hey, guys, just quickly, um, I was looking at, just popped up on my stats there. Um, which team, which lineup that we had out, you reckon was older? The, ga- the the team that we put out against Belgium or the team that we put out against Norway? I'd stick my neck out and say Belgium. Yeah. Steve, Greg? Uh, Probably Belgium, yeah. Yeah, Belgium. Yeah, interestingly enough, no. Uh, the Norway team we put out was uh, 27 uh, point two um, years old on average, and the Belgian team was twenty six point eight. So much of a muchness, but I, I thought, looking at the Belgian team, that it was would have been a much older side. So um, obviously, Zeka drops that. Uh, <laughs> if Zeka was in the team, it'd, it'd bring it all up uh, substantially. But and speaking of him, uh, interestingly enough, do you think he's being not transitioned out? What do you think the go was? Why he didn't? Um, uh, Nico, well, he wasn't um, given a start in either matches. Galanopoulos is probably the long-term or hopefully the long-term hope, so you don't mind that. Zeka's getting on, just have him there for depth. I mean, he came on, so yeah, it's not like, him, yeah. Him and for leadership as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I've said it many times, I was one of his... Um, I, I didn't want him to come play for us. Um I thought it made no sense, but he's actually been one of our better players um, through this bad period of time and actually showing leadership qualities and, and what we want from players wearing the uh, wearing the uh, the uh, the national flag on their chest for us. Um, moving forward to the um, qualifiers, do you think that 
we're going to revert back to our old ways. Greg, what do you think? How do you how do you foresee um, what's going to happen when the history um, history has told us we will? But okay. again, you can't. I don't think you can really. Can you really bypass what we, uh, you know, the Norway first half? I still think even the last ten minutes against Belgium, when um, uh, Mandelos and Bel- that's what started. That's what started my thing about uh, getting Mandelos and Belkas out there because um, I'm so sick and tired of seeing our counterattacks getting ruined by Kyrgios Tassos Bakasetas. Uh, when those two came on, we saw fluency and we saw the guys challenging the Belgian team and putting them under more pressure than we had for a little while. Um, and then you saw that first half with Norway, how how fluent we were and, you know, the chances we created. So, you know, that Sweden friendly before the, um, sorry, the Switzerland friendly before Sweden and Kosovo is going to say a lot. Um, but I really hope they've seen the fluency level of um, what we can do with uh, runners, visionaries. And, you know, Fortunis wasn't even there. So imagine Fortunis in the mix of Belkas and, Ma- and Masuras. Mate, yeah. that, that's pretty lethal. Takumakis. Um, Yakumakis. Yakumakis um, as well. Yeah. Uh, so, um, man, there's plenty of talent and it's, there. And it's going to be a big next few months for those players as well because Yakumakis is obviously coming off a fantastic season um, at his club. Now, he'll probably get a move. More than likely, he'll get a move to another club. So, you'd want to hope that he's, he's, you know keeps firing the goals. Uh, Fortunis has had an indifferent season at club level and depending on who you see rumours flying around, um, he doesn't. They don't have issues with each other, but I don't think him and Martin Martins doesn't they don't see eye to eye and how he should be playing positionally. Um, even though we still had a fantastic how many assists he had a dozen assists, Stephen. He was I top think. he was top assister. Yeah, at the yeah. club, yeah. So in, in the league. In the league. In the league. Okay, the league. there yeah. you go. So um two key players that have they're gonna have big off seasons as well, um, for better or worse for their careers. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. Um you know, we put a lot of um, what's the word? We, we you know we we put the pressure on the coaching staff and and to make the decisions and and hold them accountable. Like anyone in football, you're held accountable for the decisions that you made. So you got to applaud them for when they get things right. Um, they got a few things wrong, but they got some good things right in the game as well. So you know, hats off to JVS um, uh, Winter and Valkanis uh, for for what they've done, but it's, it's, it's about um, being friendlies, I guess, you know, you can try these things, but hopefully you take out all the information that you need out of this and you, you implement it into the games that it counts because there's no point winning friendlies. If you're going to go out there and full games, like we did against Georgia, they don't even count towards the, the rankings anymore. No. Nah. So, Which? Yeah. Friendly. These games. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure they do. Nah, I think that's that's why they create all those nation they, leagues. Yeah, the nations league, they can do. Yeah, because people, because you could either you could just end up because countries weren't playing. Not a lot of European countries were playing friendlies because of circumstances. They couldn't organise. You know, like Liechtenstein or whatever would never be able to organise friendlies because no one, no one wanted to play them. Or if they did, they'd only ever play the Faroe Islands or that kind of stuff. Um, and then it wasn't fair that if you did go and play the Pharaohs and you'd pump them, you know, you'd get the same points as another nation that would go and beat Germany one nil or whatever, for instance. So they just scrapped all that and they just said, these are not unregulated, but these, there's no points in these friendlies, but all the nation leagues friendlies are a set and they're the ones that count. Mm. I thought Alan had said in the, in our headquarters that uh, uh, we got X amount of points against the Belgium game. Okay. Anyway, we'll see. All right, well, well, we'll suss it out. Where's Michael when okay, you're yeah. He knows all this kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, well, look, we'll suss it out. I'm under the impression with Nick on that. Yeah, yeah. The reason why they scrapped it is because some nations couldn't get friendlies while other nations were knocking back. Friendlies. I've heard both. I first heard that they were going to scrap the point system for the for friendlies, but then I heard differently afterwards. So I, I don't know at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, we'll investigate. We'll investigate. Go back to... Hellas Footy HQ, and uh, <laughs> we'll see what's going on there. Um, boys, now a couple of you guys as well, just to, to finish things off, you saw um, the King Otto movie. Nico, Greg, so without spoiling it, um, for all the Aussies that it's out in the cinemas now, unfortunately, the rest of the world, I think you can find it on one of those pay TV services or something, or 
it'll come out somewhere, surely. They, they can't hide this from everyone. But um, without spoiling it for everyone, Nico, how did you see it? How, how was it? I absolutely loved it. It was brilliant. I'm not going to say too much and spoil it for yourself and others that haven't seen it, but I strongly recommend it. Yeah. Not Correct. only football yep. uh, related either. Just bring back memories of a, a young Nico running around the streets of Brighton. Yeah, you've seen the, the footage of the YouTube yeah. videos of yeah. me running. I was, yeah, I was 10 at the time. I was there. I, remember, I was drinking beer with Andy Pascalides. <laughs> so, I remember seeing him down there. He was he was off his head. I remember him crossing um, the Grand Parade, and I'm thinking, the guy's going to get run over. I'm like, Andy, you're right. <laughs> anyone who doesn't know Andy, he's, uh, he's 40 plus years football commentator in Australia. He's a, he's a, he's a legend. Um, hey, you guys were at good ages, yourself and Greg, like to really celebrate it. But I remember I live, you know, pretty close to Brighton. We were there right on almost a full time whistle. Yeah. Even, even for the Czech semi as well. Beautiful. Greg, how did you see that movie as well, man? Without oh, it was, uh, got to see it at a beautiful cinema and it's fantastic. It's a great insight into the thinking of Ray Hagel. Um, and the players as well, and the difficulties. It, he kind of it really takes it from the from the early days. You know the challenge that he had uh, joining the Greek national team. The you know the the the, the pressures he copped and the the challenges he received. So, so it's um, not just sorry. It's not just about two thousand and four. No, no, no. It's all about. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's his it's whole. It's really good, thing. and it talks about. And you know, Gagatis is in it as well. Who was the Greek president? What uh, about the Greek president of the airport at the time? And uh, mm-hmm. goes into his. Uh, you know, the things he did to get Ray Huggle to come over, goes through Ray Huggle's history. Um, and it kind of takes us step by step how um, how we started off. If everyone remembers, uh, it was a rough start with Ray yeah. Huggle and it was a step by step that got us to first to qualify. And then, you know, the you know what we experienced in Portugal and um, the ups and downs and what led to ultimately us, you know, the great moments that we got to experience. And some of us, it was a month or three weeks that we'd probably never forget because it was, it was so magical, and you know, we, we might not experience that again. Yeah. Topalivis was brilliant in it. Topalivis, that's what I did want to mention. He, 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 he wow. Oh, yeah, my God. You know, oh watch God. the movie and, and, and make your own assessment of how wow. important Topalivis was in this whole what campaign a guy. because he's probably a little bit underestimated what, you know, what he brought to the whole combination of everything that came together and um, his skills and his interpretations and the way he connected with the players, if you watch the movie and you'll see how important that was to everything that happened. I've seen a lot of the um, uh, the, the trailers a little bit. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go it, to the, yeah. the movies. Now, it, do they it's also... It's not just football. It's the Greek psyche, the Greek yeah. mentality. Now, for Greeks that can't speak or understand Greek, is it in English? Yeah. Yep. The subtitles. The yeah, subtitles. Because it's Ray Hagel speaks German in it. Yeah. There you go. Does he bust out his uh, five Greek words? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yes. Good on him. Good yeah. on him. Um, and, and I believe there's also a little bit of the um, – they show bits and pieces of the world media reacting to the way Greece is uh, yeah. as well. And, yeah. There's especially some sadly. interesting scenes um, from the English press uh, yeah. and some shows there, which you'll watch it and you, you'll, you, you'll probably um, sip on that Coca-Cola pretty heavily once you listen to what they're saying. But I uh, also want to take, uh, in the words of Richard Wilkins, five stars. Five stars? Okay, beautiful. Stephen, um, we're going to have to, well, oh, no, I'm going to go to the cinemas. Really. To the Bro, cinema. I'm, I'm pre-ordering it on DVD as we speak. It's on uh, HMV. You, you, <laughs> you guys will love it. You guys get- will love it. I mean, Greg had an empty cinema. I had a packed cinema full of Greeks. Yeah. <laughs> Nico went to the Greek the Greek area cinema. And Greg decided the smart way go to the uh, the Anglo area. <laughs> All cinema to ourselves. It was brilliant. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. All right, fellas. Well, that's it. Um, anything else? People Anyone going to bother with watching the Euros or can't be bothered? Yeah, I'm slowly oh, look- getting into that spirit. Oh, 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 is not there. I'll watch them. I'll watch them only when it suits me. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm getting into it. I'm going to do a sweepstake with my family because Greece and Cyprus didn't qualify. So, and then my friends are all England fans, so I'll just watch with them and yeah, watch I mean, them uh, get yeah. out on penalties in the last stages and laugh. So, I mean, yeah, I'll just keep an eye on Grealish, and that's about it. Yeah. Any, yeah, any nations that you're gonna you want to win or don't care? Don't care. Italy would be a dark horse. I wouldn't mind them winning it. Yeah, you don't want uh, England to win it, Steve. 
No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I look. I think with everything that's happened, I want England to do well because it really does get put everyone in a better mood. But I think we would never hear the end of it if England win the Euros. Mm. Never, never, ever. Yeah, and so also, Greece, the, Greece has coach, still won something more recently than England, so I don't want that to imagine be the big. That, the, I think they will, Steve. The the fat Yobos no, with, so. with the Saint George's cross tattooed yeah. on their chest. No, <laughs> right. their, their coach is their weakness. I don't. I don't think they will. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll, I don't mind. I look to be honest. I, I yeah. Oh, England. Yeah, they could. I don't wouldn't mind seeing them win it. They they got a nice side. Um, the fans are a bit. Some of the fans are a bit obnoxious, but um, I guess every nation has them. Um, mm. yeah. Boys, that's it. Um, guys, this is the last episode for um, for the season. Um, we we're thinking about maybe doing a summer um, just Cafenil type um, chat show uh, podcast, uh, one or two in the summertime. Um, just a bit of laid back chat with a few a few different guys talking about football and uh, and what brought us to love Greek football and you know. And who we, um, you know, just stuff like even if you saw a post the other day with um, talking about uh, the ex uh, Larissa and um, Olympia course player, and you know how guys love him. And um, shit, I forgot his name, Greg. You got a got up, got yeah, yes, that's it. Yeah, so um, you know, just random, just chit chat. I'd love to talk retro. Any day. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll do something like that in the coming weeks. Um, but we'll be back before the season starts yeah. or when the season starts for it. So, fellas, it was be beautiful. Um, yeah, look, it was awesome. We started this podcast, um, you know, we were talking about it for years and we finally got it running. So it's been fantastic. Um, first season done and dusted. Thanks to everyone that's been listening to us. Um, we love it. We love your feedback. We love all the comments, uh, all the retweets, likes, everything. You guys keep us going. Um, and that's pretty much why we do it. So, you know, the, the listenership has grown um, immensely and we um, we thank you for it. So spread the word, spread the love. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll see you in, um, well, we'll see you in the summer edition, but then we'll be back uh, before the season starts. Gents. Stephen can join him in Mykonos, the ethnic players. Yes, go to Mykonos, get your Instagram account pumping and just take photos of you drinking pina coladas with... Um, Definitely. With, I'll go to um, Mykonos, then, then Cyprus afterwards, please. Please, David, to Cyprus. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, guys. Well, well, we'll have a good day, good night, good afternoon, whatever time it is for you all, and uh, we'll catch you later. All right. See you all. Cheers, boys. Bye.